the Seahawks lost to the 49ers at home on Thanksgiving. Welcome back to another episode of the Seattle Sports Show where we love Seattle Pro Sports. I'm your host, Mikey. This is the Seahawks postgame show. I'm doing it a few days after the game because the game was on Thanksgiving and they didn't do anything exciting enough that kept me awake after Thanksgiving dinner to uh, get on and record uh, immediately after the game or before I went to bed. Uh, and in the last couple of days, I've been really busy at work. So uh, we're getting to it a few days late, but uh, here we are to talk about a 31-13 to loss to the San Francisco 49ers, a home game on Thanksgiving in prime time, and we lose uh, in an embarrassing fashion. We're just going to jump straight into the numbers and kind of look how this went down. Okay, let's look at this. Geno Smith, 18 for 27, 180 yards, one interception. Zach Charbonnet, 14 yards, I mean 14 carries, 47 yards. Jackman Smith and Jibba, two receptions for 41 yards. I mean, what do you what do you hear out of, out of those stats as I scroll down through the stat line? What you hear is no touchdowns because we have not scored a touchdown in seven quarters in Shane Waldron's offense. This very vanilla offense, right? We, we, we talked about it in the last game. Uh, Shane Waldron's play calling is just getting worse and worse. Um... You know, we, we, we heard it on uh, K.J. Wright's uh, podcast, uh, The Loss Before, saying how this Shane Waldron offense is vanilla. It's, it's basic. <laughs> uh, you know, there's no creativity. No, nothing, nothing that is going to confuse a defense or put any stress on a defense. Uh, you know, third down efficiency, uh, horrible again, 3 for 11. Uh, fourth down efficiency, 0 for 1. Why? Because they go to a shotgun, a shotgun draw on fourth and inches. You just went for a quarterback sneak, third and one, almost got it, and then you transition from that into a shotgun shotgun draw to the running back a slow developing play when you need inches to go inches to go and you go to a shotgun draw play please when you got inches to go you don't need a, a slow developing play you need to get you need to attack that line as fast as possible you need your whoever you're going to have 
attack that line. You need to have them attack it as fast as possible. Uh, I mean, total yards for this offense, 220 yards. Uh, just this is not good enough. Uh, time of possession, 24 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, two turnovers on the day. Um, uh, you know, obviously the Geno Smith interception that was just just an amazing play by the corner uh, for San Francisco, and then uh, DJ Dallas, just the most boneheaded thing. The, they teach you this in elementary school: if you muff the punt, if you fumble the punt. That, that other team, they are running down. They are running down as fast as they can to tackle you in the first place. Don't then try to pick it up and run. Dive on that ball and make sure you get that ball. Do not let the other team get the ball. Dive on it. Protect it. Make sure the other team doesn't have a chance to recover it. What do you see? He makes like a third grade mistake where you try to pick it up and, and, and run. And sure enough, what happens all the time? Uh, you see this happen to elementary school players. They try to pick up the ball when, after they fumble it. And guess what? They just, the ball, football is a weird shaped ball. It's just not easy to pick up when you are in a hurry. And sure enough, he tries to pick it up, slips out of his hand, and 49ers pick it up. Just boneheaded move by DJ Dallas. Um, D. Eskridge had a nice day returning uh, uh, kicks and punts. But, uh, you know, we weren't expecting to have to see that. <laughs> and really, I mean, that was all he did anyways. And then Shane Waldron tries to get him in the game. Again, Shane, you have so many weapons that are already good. We've already seen D. Eskridge not be good. Why are you trying to all of a sudden now work him into a game? When you have DK Metcalf, you have Tyler Lockett, you have JSN, you have Charbonnet, we, we have... Kenny McIntosh, who was a seemingly a healthy scratch because he, I didn't see him play. Um, yeah, just horrible, you know. And then, um, defensively, we came out and and, and got punched in the face to start the game <laughs> you know we let them uh uh score a touchdown right away but you knew this game was going to be tough they have chris mccaffrey they have debo samuels of course they're going to be using those weapons um so you you, you had to be prepared for this to be uh a back and forth and chain waldron was not ready for that uh, he can't adjust in-game. Uh, it seems like he can't adjust week to week uh, because we're seeing the same sorry play calling where there's nothing in the middle of the field at all. 
we are seeing, uh, you know, again, I mistakenly thought like, oh, he's going to do those, uh, that formation where he has two running backs lined up next to each other next to Geno Smith. Uh, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be doing creative things out of that. No. In, in fact, we saw it even less creative with three of them back there. We saw at times where there would be two uh, backs lined up on one side of Geno Smith and a, a tight end on the other, all lined up in a row, right? And then you'd see Charbonnet do all this motioning around, uh, run in front, run behind, and, and start running uh, to the side. And what did we get out of that? A DK Metcalf streak, a Tyler Lockett streak, Charbonnet running out to the flat. The other two just standing there, going nowhere, and no routes run in the middle of the field. I mean, if you're going to do that, if you're, you know, and especially if you think, okay, I got to keep a couple of, uh, you know, and, and he did this multiple times throughout the game. Right, so it putting no stress on the defense because they're like, oh, there's only they have all these three backs in the backfield. Two of them are going to stay into block. One of them's just running out to the flat, and then the and the receivers. There's just two of them streaking down the sidelines. So we have <laughs> essentially seven. Uh, you know, you got your four down linemen. Then you have your other seven players. They're there to guard two receivers. And, and and all those receivers are doing is streaking down the sideline. You got the running back again running to the flat. I mean, at least have the running back do a Texas route. Put some sort of stress in the middle of the field so maybe that gets linebackers or safeties to uh, you know choke up a little bit in the middle of the field and maybe that would give the receivers a better chance. Uh, but even then, that's still not enough uh, you know, based on the formation you're running, it's just sad, uh, sad to see. Um, I mean, and then, and then let's look at what we were able to hold San Francisco, San Francisco to, uh, through the air. Brock Purdy, 21 for 30, 209 yards, just one touchdown, one interception, uh, like I said, he looked like the basic seventh round quarterback that he is. Good on the defense for doing that. Uh, now, where uh, the problem was, uh, was Christian McCaffrey. Okay, one, uh, what, what can you say? You'd love to slow Christian McCaffrey down. 19 carries, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. You'd love to slow him down. Uh, he's just that, he's just that good. It's going to be hard to stop him. Uh, wish they could have done it. Uh, they couldn't, uh, Reek Woolen benched for, uh, not tackling. Uh, I know Pete, uh, goes in, uh, post game interview and, uh, you know, is protecting him saying, Hey, well, you know, we sat, uh, Reek Woolen down because, you know, he's been dealing with his shoulder injury and, uh, throughout the game, it, was affecting him. 
Well, it was affecting his tackling. Yes, that's what, that's what it was. It was affecting his tackling. He couldn't tackle McCaffrey on multiple occasions that he had a chance to. Uh, so they, they had to get him out. Uh, Debo Samuel had seven receptions for 79 yards. Uh, and, you know, that's what, it ha- that's what happens when you uh, have a weapon like Debo Samuel and you actually... Uh, move him around the field and try to get uh, mismatches uh, in in matchups. You know, Debo Samuel against Bobby Wagner. Debo Samuel's going to win that. Uh, You know, just like you should be doing with your receivers, your dynamic uh, playmaking receivers. Uh, the, The Seahawks have a lot of receivers who should give... Uh, the 49ers defense, their corners, uh, their linebackers should give them lots of trouble. Um, but not if you're only running streaks down the sideline. Uh, so I don't know what else to say about this game. We're not going to make this a long episode. It's already been a few days, so you've heard all about it from all the other uh, shows you've been listening to or uh, videos you've been watching. Um, and it was just an embarrassing loss, 31 to 13, uh, where we are with the Seahawks right now, uh, six and five. Um, Green Bay won their game, uh, so they're closer to the wild card. But like I said, this is the NFC this year is not good. Uh, we are still uh, in the playoff position. We still have the wild card spot. Uh you know, and uh, for some teams, we have like a two-game cushion on some teams. Uh, so we still have a really, uh, you know, we were going into this game with a wide margin of error. Uh, if you would have won this game, I would have told you, hey, we're going to the playoffs for sure. After this loss uh, and the way the team looked uh, and our next games are Dallas on Thursday night, San Francisco, and then Philadelphia. Um, You know, I'm not feeling confident because those are all now feeling like if this is what the play calling is going to be, this is feeling like those will be losses for sure. And then you have your last three games, which look a lot easier, um, you know, being against um, what you think are inferior teams, but we've seen them lose to inferior teams as well. So you're still not 100% sure, even though the last three games, uh, you're going up against Tennessee, um, Pittsburgh, and Arizona, you're not feeling that confident uh, if if this is what the play calling is going to be. So uh, now at, at this point, it's almost feeling like are we going to get into the playoffs where I felt f- for sure this team is going to the playoffs? Um, you know, uh, last year, like I said, I thought that the, just the talent alone on the team was worthy of eight wins. And they ended up with nine. You got, uh, and, and to me, coming into this year, not only did you have that, t- that same talent on the team, but you improved the talent on the team in my eyes with getting a uh, Devin Witherspoon, with getting JSN, with getting um, uh, Jaron Reed, with getting Bobby Wagner, 
you know, with with all of the moves they made, everything seemed um, like, okay, the talent on this team made an improvement, so that should get you that, the nine wins that you got last year. Uh, and then, to me, the, the talent level told me, well, this team, like you heard me uh, say at the beginning uh, of the season, I think the talent on this team is good enough to get uh, up to 12 wins. Uh, you know, that's looking almost impossible now because they'd have to uh, win six of the last seven games. And I just don't know if this team uh, is going to be that consistent or the play calling is going to be that consistent. Again, in a in a a press conference the next day, Pete Carroll uh, alluded to being more or getting more involved in the offense. He kind of walked that back later in the uh, press conference uh, when another reporter asked him a question uh, about it. Uh, you know, one of the first question was something about, are you going to uh, get more involved with the offense and on third down? And he said, yes. And, uh, you know, I hope that I hope that helps. And then later on, when somebody asked him, you know, does that mean he was going to be taking over the play calling or something to that um effect and he says oh no did i say that did i say it that way that's not what i meant so we'll see uh what really happens uh, i feel like the the first statement was true where he feels like okay i gotta get involved because if you don't know that's usually not what head coaches do head coaches delegate to the offensive coordinator to the defensive coordinator uh those duties they have a they they have a game plan and then head coaches will usually trust uh, their coordinators to call the game. And we know Pete Carroll is that way. Um, And he, and he's always, you know, talked about uh, how he loves doing it that way because it, it highlights his coaches and their abilities and he doesn't want to be taking credit for things they do. And that's why you you've seen, uh, offensive and defensive coordinators, uh, you know, get hired uh, from from Pete's coaching tree because it, it's known that Pete lets them do. So when the team has success, uh, those coordinators get a lot of credit as they should. Uh, and and to me, in my eyes now, if there's a failing, uh, those coordinators need to get a lot of blame. Uh, and we, we actually have seen this before from Pete Carroll, where he has, uh, said with the defensive uh, side of things where he has said, yes, this is not going the way I want it to go. So yes, I'm going to get involved in play calling and we've seen things improve, uh, in the past. So can that be the case with the offense? Um, if he's if he truly does get involved, will will that help the offense improve? And I know people are going to say, "Well, he's a defensive coach." Yes, and he's also been coaching for forty something, fifty something years. Okay, so it's not like he doesn't know football and he doesn't know <laughs> how to run the offense. Uh, he's been around the game and coached the game long enough that uh, he knows it. He just uh, you know.
he just uh, does what most ho- head coaches do and, and delegates those duties, and, and maybe he needs to get more involved in those. All right, uh, again, that was a really bad loss. We got the Cowboys coming up next on another Thursday night game. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's, 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 it's an away game, uh, so that's another thing that makes you not feel good, but I don't know. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of um, players talking in press conferences on about how they, um, you know, they're, they're, they sound desperate now. So maybe these players in uh, desperation mode uh, is going to unlock something uh, because you can't just place it on the coordinators. You got to place it on the players as well. There's a lot of uh, execution things that are going wrong. Um, you know, you want to see them be put in better position in the first place, but there, there are things execution wise that can be, uh, improved a lot. So, uh, hopefully, uh, them being in desperation mode is going to, uh, lead to some, (laughs) some better, uh, some better play out of those players. All right. Um, yeah, that, that's all I got to say about this one. Um, so let's let, let's close it out here. Uh, you know, again, thirty-one to thirteen loss. The San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, it, it's days later now, but I'd still love to chat with people about it. Let me know how you're feeling in the comments. Um, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, let me know how you feel about this team going forward. Are you one of these people who are like, oh, well, let's just go ahead and miss the playoffs now? Uh, I am not one of those people. Uh, you know, I think this team still has the talent. The talent is there. If they are used correctly, I feel like, yeah, they could get on a hot streak uh, at the end of the season and be going into the playoffs with a lot of momentum, a lot of uh, good feelings about themselves, and uh, that can lead to a lot. Uh, we've seen, we've seen, uh, you know, eight win and nine win teams, uh, you know, go on to do very well in the playoffs and sometimes even win Super Bowls. So, you know, if you, if the talent is there, uh, you have a chance. Um, and I think the talent is here on this team. Uh, they just need to, uh, be put in, uh, better positions to perform. All right, so let me know uh, your thoughts on that. Um, any, any, you know, anything else you can do to help uh, the show grow, like sharing the show, leaving a five-star rating, written reviews on the podcast versions. Um, I, I appreciate that all. Uh, and, uh, you, you know... Uh, that's the end of the show so uh thanks for listening to the seattle sports show where we watch legends awaken and breathe fire so take cover because with the sea of sound you will see us rise to reign supreme and win forever and go hawks